Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. This might come as a shock to all of you, but I have not always gotten everything I wanted. Uh, And I'm sure, unlike all of you, sometimes I blame God for that. As a matter of fact, there are things in life that I prayed like hell to either get or to keep because I knew if I could have them, I would be happy and all would be well. And yet, I did not get them. Some of these were slightly more critical than others. When I was nine, I wanted a ventriloquist dummy I saw in the Sears catalog and didn't get it. But when I was 14, I wanted my disfiguring autoimmune disorder to go away, and it didn't. And when I was 22, I wanted to be able to drink like a lady, and I couldn't. I had reasons, good reasons, uh, for God to do these things for me. I had a certain way I wanted things in my life to work out, and when God didn't make these simple things happen, things I deserved, things that would make me happy, I wondered why God was not doing what I wanted God to do. I wondered why God didn't seem to care, and by the way, why has God abandoned me? Here in this church, in the last couple months, things have happened in your lives which you, desi- which you desired, and things have happened in your lives for which you have suffered. You've buried one of your own, you've gotten new jobs, you've endured the death of your parents, you've birthed your babies, you've lost your jobs, and finalized your divorces, and announced your engagements. Some of these things you would choose, and some of these things you would not choose. Some of these things made you happy and some made you miserable. And yet, here's the thing, God was actually present in all of it. Not just the stuff that felt good, but also the stuff that felt awful. God's presence with us and love for us simply cannot be judged on the basis of how things feel to us. I think that's one of the issues in our gospel text for today about the storm at sea. The disciples assume Jesus doesn't care that they are in peril, but maybe that's where feelings can actually get us in trouble. I feel close to God, therefore God must be close. I feel abandoned, therefore God must be far off. I'm more and more convinced that not how we feel is unimportant, but that how we feel is not the gauge of reality we've been told it is. A lot of times when I meet people for pastoral care and they're in the middle of their own storm, I end up saying to them, I think you're actually doing better than you feel. See, when our faith in God is directly correlated to how we feel about our life, maybe it's just a bit askew. Because we can so easily think God is indifferent because God isn't doing what we think God should do if God really loved us. And we totally miss the fact that at least God's in the dang boat with us. (laughs) Jesus never left them. He just didn't act the way they thought he should, and that made them feel bad. God caring about us doesn't always end up looking like God doing for us what we think God should. Because sometimes... The faithfulness of God actually looks like the fact that there is a better story than the way you want things to work out. This week I started to wonder about the role that fear plays in all of this. Because in the end, it's my desire for the story of my life to unfold in a really certain way with like a certain casting and props and setting and storyline. And that's the thing that actually creates fear in me. 
Since fear is usually about either not getting something I want or something I love being taken away. And, the, and fear is what the disciples experienced in the boat that day when they faced a storm and a Messiah who didn't act like they think he should. In our gospel reading, we heard that after a day of teaching, Jesus and the disciples left with some other boats to go to the far side of the sea and that there was a great storm and they were afraid and to top it all off, Jesus was just being useless. So useless, in fact, he was actually napping on a cushion. Now, just parenthetically for you Bible nerds, this story appears in varying forms in all four Gospels, but God bless him, Mark is the only one of his fellow Gospel writers who mentions that there was a pillow involved. <laughs> so anyhow, the disciples are freaking out thinking they're going to die, and they look at their situation, and they see that the cast isn't acting how they are supposed to, and the script isn't unfolding the way they thought it should if Jesus really loved them. So they wake Jesus up saying, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus stilled the storm and said, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid is actually an eternally valid question for us. Sometimes we're afraid because we think we're not going to get something we want, and other times we're afraid because that some, something might, we have might be taken away. And there are many things to explore about when fear is good and healthy and when it's totally bondage, but here's the one thing I keep thinking about this week. And it's how fear is almost always small and self-centered. I'm not sure how many times I've read this storm at sea story, but it's a lot. And I've read a ton of commentaries on it, and I've never seen anything written about this one thing. And, that I, and, and I think it might actually be an important thing. And here it is. It's in verse 26. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. Other boats were with him. So here's my question. What about the other boats? I have never read anything that talked about the other boats. I mean, the text says that there were other boats with them, which means that the people in those boats were experiencing the storm too. So maybe in their fear, the disciples forgot about anyone but themselves. They wanted Jesus to help them, to act toward them in a certain way. But is God not God of those in the other boats as well? What I mean is this. Sometimes when we get so wrapped up in how we think the story of our lives should look, the cast and the setting and the plot, we forget about the other boats. Maybe we think God's faithfulness to us has to look a certain way, when the fact is that sometimes God's faithfulness looks like the fact that there is actually a better story than the way you want things to be. And that better story is always a bigger story, a story with a lot of boats other than ours. We can easily forget about God's ability to use our storms, our struggles, our disappointments to help others. I know for myself that despite my fears and desires, that it is not my blessings and strengths and skills that have been of use to others nearly as much as it's been my recovery from addiction and my difficult medical history and my failings. Yet if I had gotten what I wanted back then, if God had acted at that time in a way that I deemed to be loving and faithful toward me, so little of what I have to offer now as a person and a pastor would be available to anyone. To be clear, this is not the same as saying that your fear and crises and loss are not real in a totally painful way. They are. 
I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel bad when there's storms in your life. It's just that God's redeeming action in the world involves a lot of other boats. I can't imagine that the God of the universe is limited to our ideas of how God should act. I can't imagine that God doesn't reveal God's self in countless ways outside of my understanding of what is happening in my own life. And even though it doesn't feel like it in the moment, in a way, this all is actually really good news. Because you need a God who is bigger, more nimble, and mysterious than your ability to understand or manipulate God. We may want our own personal Jesus for our own little private boats, but God's dream for the wholeness of all creation is a dream that we are drawn into through the gospel and through the Eucharist and through the water of baptism. And it's a story that includes a lot of boats. And for sure, it is a bigger, better story than any of us could come up with on our own. So good people of God, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Amen.